On this episode, we answer every burning question you have about building a resume. Atlas All Access starts now. Okay, weird deja vu. It's like we're back again. Mm, it is right. a different day. We brought this guy. Yeah, we brought again. we brought Joel back. back. Joel uh, Joel Kozacek, client here. manager here at Atlas. Uh, we're going to talk about resume building today. So, uh, I just saw this come up online recently. Like, what makes a good resume in the travel nursing business? And then last week we t- we touched on it just a little bit. And I thought, you know what? That's that's. Uh, we can talk about this. this. There's there's something to this right now. Sure. So as you're going through, let's say, Adam, you're talking to a nurse for the very first time. Sure. And she says, I don't know where to start. What do you do? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the first thing I usually tell people is don't spend three hours making up your own resume at this point in time. Um, I usually tell them to send me what they have mm-hmm. or to obviously, you know, go online and do our application and just put, you know, the bare minimums in there of, of you know, assignments or staff jobs, dates, months and dates that they were there, um, and then kind of a brief description, um, and then I'll take it from there. Because yeah, even <clears throat> from the person that has the most scratch basic resume to the person with like a, a top 10 resume, mm-hmm. um, at least here at Atlas, we're going to change it into our own format of how we want that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joel brought uh, a great example of what that looks like on here, and we can probably put a uh, example from mm-hmm. from our great uh, technology people that that yep. what a blank one kind of looks like as mm-hmm. well to give give people an idea. But I'm going to go in there and tailor tailor that to um, their specialty, where their jobs have been, you know, highlight travel assignments and those kind of things. So mm-hmm. um, I typically tell people from the beginning, don't spend a ton of time on it. Um, you know, let me take care of most of that for you. I'll ask you the details that I need. And then, uh, you know, the other thing is, is when I'm done with it, I usually send my travelers a copy mm-hmm. and have them proof it for me because I'm pretty good at messing dates and mm-hmm. things up uh, pretty well as the client manager side usually mm-hmm. finds something wrong with every resume, but it happens. You know, you mm-hmm. do a lot of them, you transpose a date um, and those, those kind of things. So I usually have my travelers proofread it and, you know, I want to represent them for what they are and mm-hmm. not what I think they are. Right. Um, and so I want them to look through that uh, and have a copy as well. So from a client manager point of view, why is it important to have our resume in that format so it so they all look the same? Right. So for me, I love having our company letterhead up there so it says this is an Atlas resume because with my contacts, they know if they're looking at this, I've already proofread it. I've already gone through and made sure the dates match up to everything. Certs are active. We have education on there. We have all that stuff. They know that they can look at that. They can trust it. Mm-hmm. So I have to be able to trust that Adam's getting me proper information, which usually does. Yeah. Uh, but even then, it's, it, it, is, it happens to all of us. You can be going back and you get the first five jobs right, and then somebody comes over and talks to you, and as you're putting in 2013, you accidentally hit 2015. So now it looks like you had two extra years at this place when mm-hmm. you didn't. Mm-hmm. But looking over the resume, a second set of eyes usually catches that sort of thing. Yep. Right. 
So there's there's a trust factor involved from the hospital then. Like mm-hmm. you've built that relationship with the hospital. And that's why it's important that we we split out the client manager and the recruiter responsibilities. That you have that rapport even and let's say it's not even the uh, okay, who's texting me? Hey. <laughs> Patty. Patty Patty Hanks, look at this. Patty. <laughs> You're right. Yep. All right. <laughs> I'll get back to you, Patty, I promise. So from from a client manager standpoint, when 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 you get to that you're building that relationship you're building that trust with the vms or the msp or the with the hospital directly right so it's one-on-one where you have that one-on-one with the with the nurse yep and so that's why it's so vitally important that one you're helping them through that resume process in the first place making sure it has all that information on there and two then you can go back to your hospital and say this is 100%, mm-hmm. right? They don't have to do that second guess or, or third look or whatever it is that they might have to on others. And like I said, I, I only speak for us, but we're pretty proud of that of that structure, right? We, we put a lot of time and effort into that structure, and this is probably one of the building blocks of that, mm-hmm. is making sure that that's there. And that's one of the beauties of it is, well before I was here, this was in place where we knew exactly what we needed to put on a resume. Mm-hmm. and. If you put one of our resumes next to another company's resume, ours is typically very succinct, has exactly what you need. Mm-hmm. Theirs may be the same information, but it may be in a paragraph instead of four lines. Mm-hmm. And if you get that to a nurse manager and they're in a hurry, this one. Right. What are you going to see? Oh, I see. I see they've got the ICU experience here, here, and here, exactly. just like that, right? Mm-hmm. You can see that in a bullet point. If you need more details, that's your job. Absolutely. Right? That's the that's the pick up the phone, Joel. Can you help me with this? I need to understand. Or why is there a gap in the res- in the work history or whatever that mm-hmm. is? So that brings up another point: gaps in work history. How do you handle that? Because everybody has them. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it's a bigger thing that MSPs and VMSs, like we talked about last week, is is doing background checks is is what the big issue is with gaps in resumes is is you know why is there a one month why is there a two-week gap or why is there a six-month gap Mm -hmm. and being able to explain those um of personal time off got married um broke ankle Whatever that might be on there, we need to know that information um, on there, and it's it's pertinent to them, and it saves a ton of time for compliance wise. Mm-hmm. It also, you know, some facilities besides us doing a background check also do their own facility wise, and so they need that information as well. Saves times back and forth of emails and phone calls of trying to figure that out if we get it up front. So mm-hmm. we've gotten pretty good. Our, our compliance team, our client managers, have gotten pretty good of calling you out. On, on those times when there's a any gap over 30 days, any gap over a month needs to be explained. And it, it can just be personal time off. It right. doesn't have to, travel. we don't have to, mm-hmm. you know, travel time, those kind of things. It doesn't have to be really, really specific, but we need to be able to uh, account for that time. Right. But also with that, getting it on the first resume is huge because if I take it to one of my contacts and say, hey, I have this resume, and I didn't see that there was six months off, and they come back and then they asked, hey, can you explain this? Now we're waiting for an answer mm-hmm. when it could have been done the first time and just, hey, oh yeah, during that six months I got married, did a honeymoon, was in Barbados. Sure. Yep. Awesome. Yep. 
they they think that's great. They'll probably talk to you about it yep. in your interview. So, mm-hmm. but it's also you know you have a hiring manager and they've got ten profiles in front and there's a six month gap in there and and they're asking for clarification mm-hmm. on this because they might say they don't have gaps, they can't have gaps within the last three years right. of employment, mm-hmm. and then they're waiting on that. They've got nine other people they can call while, while they're waiting on that information. So yeah. it's, it's crucial on our part as recruiters, client managers, mm-hmm. as an organization to get that right the first time um, and and not have that, have that go on. Mm-hmm. So finally then, let's talk through the bones of each one of those entries there. So from, you know, every single, because you're working with travelers that are moving from one facility to another every three months, six months, nine months, whatever it is. What what are the vital pieces of information that you need to make that resume complete? Yep. So typically, obviously, it's going to have the dates. You're going to have the hospital information, obviously, city, state, location on there. Um, you know, what type of nurse you were, PICU, NICU, ER, um, if you were a traveler, um, those kind of things. The next information on there is like how big the facility is, the level of trauma they might be, um, the number of beds in the units, um, you know, if you have ratios of patient to nurse ratios on there is great, charting if we have it, um, and those kind of things. Sometimes I'll put a brief description of, you know, what kind of patients they saw on the unit mm-hmm. or, you know, if, if they had charge roles or different roles they might have within the right. hospital, I would add that information on there. But, but honestly, this is, this is pretty stock for, this is one of Joel's and it's not one of mine's, but this would be pretty stock for what a resume from mine would be. I don't want lengthy paragraphs of every procedure you can do or, or whatever mm-hmm. on there. You know, I, a hiring manager wants to look at this and say, okay, you know, they've got some travel experience, they've got some big hospitals, they've got some small hospitals on here. I think they'd be a good fit. I'm going to give them a call. Then they can ask you specifics about, you know, procedures or types of patients that they might have for the yep. unit and if you'd be comfortable or or, um, or those kind of things. But I don't want lengthy paragraphs on here because if I'm a, if I'm, I'm a hiring manager, I'm flipping through a couple pages to see how much experience, how many total years you have and I'm making a pretty good I'm making a pretty good guess on the people that I'm going to interview right off the bat and out of those 10 people that they have on their desk I'm taking the top three and I'm calling the first one and you know I guarantee a lot of the times uh, the manager's making one phone call of, of what mm-hmm. they want. They're making an offer and, and moving on yep. is, is would be my guess. Every once in a while, you'll get that manager that'll interview 10, 10 people and, and then make it. But I, I would guess people are looking pretty close through here. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it goes back to you have some incomplete information or some misguided information on there. As a manager, I'm, I'm moving on to the next person pretty quick. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. So it's that first impression. It's that understanding what the hospital needs, you know, if and I, I see what you're saying, like get the get the bare minimum on there, you know, with some detail plus plus understanding too what the job description looks like, right? And it's the communication between you two. You got a job that calls for vents and trachs, or you got a job one that calls for ECMO experience or yep. whatever. You're going to want to get at least a little bit of that on there if they've had that experience, right? Correct. Without going too far over the top. Yep. Right. Because this is it. This is this is the first line. And if you get past that first line, the odds of you getting that job are way higher, mm-hmm. way higher than just being another another one in the pile. So, so Joel, what what would you say? Like, you see a ton of resumes from even different recruiters in here. What what's the biggest mistake that you see on on people? <sighs> dates, 
just because they're so easy to mess up. Mm -hmm. If you're going through quickly and you're going from year to year and you have a December end date and then a January start date, sure. you ended December 2018, you started your next job January 2018. How did that happen? Yeah. A lot of that's just something that's just you're moving quick and, mm -hmm. and it's something that if you look back over it, usually the client manager catches that thing on their first glance if you didn't, but a lot of times it doesn't even get to that stage because mm -hmm. as you go back and proofread, you see that it's right there. Um, accurate dates from from the nurse's side. If, if it was a six month contract and you have eight months on there, mm -hmm. probably gonna find out. <laughs> sure. Two of those months were maybe travel time, PTO, whatever, mm -hmm. that's okay. It's, it's better to say that it was PTO than to say you right. were on an additional yeah. two months that you weren't. Exactly. Who, who doesn't want to hang out in San Diego for three or four weeks, right? Or I wherever would. you are, I mean, yep. Houston or, or Tampa or, or wherever, like that's okay. Mm -hmm. Do it up front. Right. Let's talk about that up front. Make sure it's on there up front. Because like you said, it's a whole lot easier for them to look at it one than for them to come back because then you miss that first line. Mm -hmm. I would just say for any traveler out there, you know, go go ask your recruiter. Hey, let me let me see how you're representing my, mm -hmm. myself. Yep, you absolutely. Know? I I would be scared for somebody to represent me without me looking and seeing what that is, because mm -hmm. really they can take your information and put whatever they want on there. So, but that's why it's important you have that you build that trust. You do that all the time. You build that trust between yourself and the nurse when you send that back to them and say, please proofread this. Yep. Right before you ever send it out yep. for, for a submittal. Make sure this is right. Yep. That's, that's the first one. You're the second one. You're the third one. So by the time it gets to the hospital, we know like you're ready to go. Like this is, this is legit. You're ready. Yep. Mm -hmm. So good. So I hope that helped a little bit. I hope that answered some of the questions that I saw out there on resume building. We're going to, I want to continue to do some of these very basic ones, you know, as we go into 2019 skills checklists and references and that type of thing. We're going to, we're going to do all of these, maybe not with these two guys in particular, but you know, you know, maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see how busy they are. I don't, I don't know. So Adam, Joel, thank you so much. I really appreciate it as always. No problem. So, yeah. All right. We'll see you next time. Cool. We'll see you next week.